Welcome to Catholic Messenger Conversations. I am your host, Barbara Lynn Fye. Today's guests are Father Jeff Belger, Priest Director of the Newman Catholic Student Center on the University of Iowa campus, and Focus Missionaries Aurelia and Devon. Welcome. And we're going to talk about Focus, right? Yeah, hello, yes. welcome. Thank you so much. Why did I say welcome? Dang it. Anyway, that's all right. It's it's okay to do that. We are this is a kind of a conversation, right? All right. Yeah. Good. So well, okay, thank who's you so gonna much tell me us. what what is focus and how did it get started? So focus is an apostolate of the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. It stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Mm-hmm. It started in nineteen ninety eight at Benedictine College oh, in wow. Atchison, Kansas. But it really got started, um, it branched out from Benedictine and really began at the University of Northern Colorado. Focus has grown since that point. You know, 20 years ago, there were a handful of missionaries on a couple of campuses. Now we've grown to um, over, yeah, we have more than 730 missionaries serving on 164 campuses and eight parishes across the United States with a couple campuses in Europe. Oh, so you've got uh, people on campus are um, in parishes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a new program that's starting out, and yeah, like I said, we're in eight parishes. Um, I think the closest one to here is Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. And what are the requirements to be a focused missionary? Um, recent college grads, young people that are um, striving to do mission in the world to encourage people to live lifelong mission. It, yeah, like I said, recent college grads is is the main. And so what kind of training do you have to have to be a focus missionary? So we actually, we are dubbed a fully trained missionary after um, two rounds of summer training and then a year on campus. And then at that point, you're a fully trained missionary. But our training program, we do um, like a eight-week intensive training over the summer on a couple different campuses. So we, for the last two summers, have gone to the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh. And in that time, we dive into a lot of formation, and it's really based on um, a letter that St. John Paul II wrote regarding priestly formation, but it applies very well to, like, lay formation. So we begin with uh, human formation, just kind of diving into, yeah, how are we living a character so that we can take on the character of Christ? Then we dive into a spiritual formation and yeah, really diving into prayer and discernment and how to live out prayer well, how to live out uh, this relationship with God so deeply that it informs our identity. And then from that, our mission comes. And then after that, we dive into apostolic development, learning, okay, literally, how do we take these things and transfer them to campus? How do we lead a Bible study? How do we invite students into this Bible study? How do we build a community? Things like that. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so how long have you been at the University of Iowa campus? Uh, for both of us, this is our second year. Oh, okay. So uh, do you st- what is the term? Is it is like, do you do two-year terms, or how long do you stay in a campus? You make a commitment for two years right off the bat, and then after that it's um, discerning whatever the Lord is calling you to later. Uh-huh. Um, there, There is a chance that you could go to a different campus between your two years or, um, wow. yeah. It's up to the discretion of, ultimately, the Lord, but focus as well. well and so how did you, and how old are you two? What, 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 what are your ages? I'm 23. 23? How old I'm, are you? I'm 22. Okay. And how did you decide you wanted to be focused missionaries? Yeah. So for me, um, it's a big question. So yeah. hopefully I can give a longer <laughs> answer. 
I was born and raised in a Catholic family with, you know, very devoutly Catholic parents and in a wonderful parish. Uh huh. But even through that, when I was in high school, I really had a strong falling out in the faith and started to live just a very, you know, prodigal lifestyle, really trying to dive into what the world would make me happy. And I was in, experiencing just an incredible amount of emptiness in my relationships, in my friendships. And I knew that there had to be something deeper. And while I was in high school, my older sister was in college at Colorado State University. And she was undergoing this incredible transformation to the faith. And that was very strange for me because as I was falling out of the faith, my sister was really, really growing deeper and deeper in her faith. And ultimately, she graduated college the same year that I graduated high school. And she went on to be a focused missionary. And I... At the time, she told me that she was going to be a Catholic missionary, and I thought, wow, that is a really dumb thing to do with your life, because uh, that's just kind of where I was at. I had I had really given up on the church. I'd really given up on um, Jesus and the belief that I could have a relationship with him. But when I got to college, I started asking the big questions that college freshmen everywhere start asking, like, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What is going on? And started to just feel like incredibly alone. You know, I think that's an experience that a lot of college freshmen have of just feeling so alone, feeling so out of my comfort zone, feeling so isolated. And I knew at like the, in the depths of my heart that something was missing. So I started going to mass again because I thought, you know, maybe this is what's missing. Maybe if I recommit to this, I'll start to feel alive again. And did, did you feel like that was a nudge from God? I mean, it just seems like God was there all the time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, Jesus knows us better than we know oursel- our, ourselves. Um, and it was like he put this little breadcrumb path in my life. He started to, you know, the summer after I graduated high school, started to just put people in my life who, like, knew and loved Jesus Christ. Oh, that's great. And, like, showed me the life that they were living. And just these little things kept happening. Um and a lot of that was like my my older sister was praying for me, you know, oh, intensely great. and yeah. things like that. And, you know, it just gave way to, yeah, this call from God where I just knew in like the core of my being that Jesus was telling me that he was real and he desired for me to know him. Wow. Um, And so I started, I started going to mass and like, I mean, it's, I think once again, this is another thing that college freshmen do a lot is like, you know, you feel empty, you feel like something's missing, you start going to Mass. But I I know if I had just gone to Mass um, and never encountered anyone, I probably would have gone for a couple of months. Right. But then yeah. it would have tapered off. So you need those relationships. Absolutely. And it was after one of the first Masses I went to. I also went to Colorado State University in Fort Collins, Colorado. And I was at the University Parish, St. John the 23rd. And it was after Mass. I was kind of looking to duck out and head back to my dorm. And a man stopped me. He said, hi, what's your name? You know, and he introduced himself. His name was Marcus. And it turned out that Marcus was a focus missionary. Oh, and, that's cool. You know, Marcus and I started meeting up for lunch. We started diving in deeper and deeper. He invited me into a Bible study led by a student, which I very, very much tried to dodge for um, a couple of months and eventually right. um, ended up going to that Bible study and just started to meet Jesus for the first time. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and that just translates, you know, like it continued on and like the, the relationships just got deeper and deeper. 
And I actually had someone in my life who was willing to call me out and say, like, Devin, you're actually living a sinful lifestyle. And I believe that, like, your deepest happiness would be if you were to actually forego that for the sake of living a virtuous lifestyle. Right. And that just started to build and build and build until ultimately my senior year of college. Um, yeah, I just felt this calling deep down that like I had to be a focused missionary oh, because like great. I knew the depth that my life had been changed by focused missionaries. In my four years at CSU, I was able to work with a couple missionaries. Their names were Marcus, Calvin, TJ, and Dan. And like, those men changed my life. And I thought, you know, if I can do this for just one student, it would, it would be worth it. You That's know? awesome. So Aurelia, what about you? Can you tell me about your journey to focus missionary? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, quite simple, really. <laughs> I, I grew up Catholic like Devin. I, in Colorado too, I went to Colorado state in Fort Collins. Um, my freshman year of college, I came to a big university, and I was from a very small town. I had four people in my graduating class. Oh, my God. <laughs> so 33,000 people was quite different. And I, I I, was asking the same questions, too, of, like, who am I? And when what? who is Jesus? What do I? I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> um, and... I, I met a focus missionary right off the bat. She she introduced herself to me at a welcome back barbecue. And from there, she became one of the best friends that I had ever had. Now, now tell me this. Were you like at a welcome barbecue, like in a, like a secular setting? Or was it a Newman Center? Or what? how did that happen? It was at the Catholic Center. Okay. Um, okay. It was like after after Sunday Mass. It was like the second week of classes. Oh, okay. The second Sunday of classes. and. Um, yeah, so I, I had gone to Mass because that's what I knew how to do. I knew how to go to Mass. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was, okay. That was the, my, my faith, I think, was the one constant thing that I did know about, um, that I did know how to live out. So so I, I went, I met Sarah. I went to anything that she invited me to because I trusted her, and she was just a, such a good friend to me. And through that, she invited me into a relationship with Jesus. She modeled prayer um, she invited me to go to confession with her or go to the adoration chapel. And wow. and from that, I developed more of a relationship with Jesus as as time went on. There was like a big moment, but at, but even more than that, there was a lot of little moments that just turned my heart towards the Lord um, and actually gave me a heart for other people as well. And so, yeah, she saw something in me that I didn't even know was there, this, this heart for other people. Um, and invited invited me into discipleship, um, invited me into praying every day, but also to leading a Bible study and to doing all these things. And as I learned more and more, as, as I spent time with her, I learned more and more what it was to be a focused missionary. Um, and she would explain it to me and I would just be fascinated by it. And, and it was just a, a simple thing in my heart that was just like, oh, I probably will do that eventually. Um, oh, that's so cool. And, and it was Jesus asked me to do it over and over again he was just like said will you be my missionary will you be my soldier um will you go to these places and like help people fall in love with me um and and the thing that sarah repeated to us over and over again was um people have forgotten who they are they're beloved sons and daughters of the god of the universe and they need to be reminded wow and so yeah that it was it was that that really sent me over the edge it was like yeah people people don't know who they are people are walking around in desperate need to know who they are as sons and daughters of the god of the universe so so i want to ask father jeff 
So how did um, Newman get on to Focus Missionaries? I mean, how long has it been that you've had Focus Missionaries on campus, and what was the impetus for that? This is our second year uh-huh. with Focus. Um, so were these guys with you the, from the start then? or No, if we back up a little bit from there, um, Lori Harris, who was the executive director of the Newman Center before I was named the priest mm-hmm. director, uh, and Christine Wissink, who is our director of uh, outreach and education, we had been talking about, you know, kind of the history of the Newman Center and all the great things that it had, had been doing. But it, it just it seems like there, we needed to do something new. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had two organizations that, um, and to be honest, I don't even know how they were made, um, that w- we were made aware of them. Focus, I had heard about uh, before, but I didn't have a lot of information on it. But we started researching Evangelical Catholic and focus as, oh, okay. as two opportunities to kind of bring new life into into the to the Newman Center, and strangely enough, um, we told both organizations that we were talking to the other organization. And, oh, okay. And so they did something that we didn't expect, and they started talking to each other and saying, "Could we work together at the University of Iowa uh, to bring new life into the student center?" And so it was again, it kind of amazing. Um, so we brought on four focus missionaries and one uh, evangelical Catholic, um, for lack of a better term, coach, oh, okay. uh, a consultant for mm-hmm. helping us to develop the same mindset and culture on our staff level that the focus missionaries were bringing. As, oh, you know, I okay. call them sandals on the ground. They, they, they're there and they're ready to go day one. We had to kind of go through a process of understanding all the good things that we've done in the past but the uh, uh, how we could grow if we just changed the the understanding of why we were there wow. um and again i i i was at the Newman Center for 5 years gone 5 and then yeah. i've been back for 5 yeah and my own personal uh understanding of what the Newman Center was was to keep catholic kids catholic my first 5 years and i thought right. we were doing great things and yeah. and again that wasn't a sh- necessarily a shared vision but what I'm seeing now is that we're making Catholics truly beloved sons and daughters of, of Christ. And the transformation, the energy, and the joy that I've experienced personally, seeing uh-huh. the effect that the Focus Missionaries have had and uh, the, the the staff that works with the Focus Missionaries, is it's changing the way I see myself, both as a beloved child, but also as a priest of Christ. Wow. So I, I, it's exciting. It's how, just, how do you decide on like four? I mean, how do you know how many That's kind of the formula that they send four out kind of as a basic um, number. Uh, yeah. There are some universities that have more than that, and there's uh-huh. a few that have slightly less, I and, think. And how do, you, how do you choose who comes? I mean, is there, how do you know that the University of Iowa is a good fit for a a particular focus missionary it's through prayer and discernment um, but it's mostly on the part of the focus organization oh okay um, they know the missionaries that they're working with they they know how many years they've been in you know missionary work whether they're you know ready to kind of go to a new uh, campus that's never had them before so um, so we we kind of met them after they've been chosen okay. um, and so we've actually had uh, six altogether because uh-huh. there's been a little bit of uh, changeover uh, in the two years. But each year in the summertime, uh, either myself or Christine or both of us have gone out to their to University of Mary and met with them. And we were kind of 
in training with them for a week to get to know them. Oh, is that where they train at the University yeah. of Mary then? In North yeah. Dakota, you said. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. huh. And so how did you guys, I mean, when they told you University of Iowa, were you like, uh, I've never been to Iowa? Or, I mean, was that like, okay, I'm ready, wherever you, I'm called to? My my placement is a little bit different because I graduated in December. Um, so I went through a whole year. Well, I, I went to training and then I went a semester to CSU and then in December right before like the day before my graduation I got my placement so it was a lot it was not all the hype that um, placement day is for for a lot of first years but I like opened my card and I just started laughing because I knew people I knew people from Iowa but I had never considered Iowa (laughs) as a viable place to live I guess (laughs) oh that's so funny it was it was really fun for me we during summer training, we split up into small groups for the duration of the training called colleges. Uh-huh. And we knew it was placement day. It's like a big day at the end of uh, one of the first weeks there. And we sit down for college time to do a Bible study. Uh-huh. And the leader of my college, the dean of my college, sits down and he just fans out these like envelopes on uh-huh. this like, table. Oh, my gosh. And he says, okay, we're going to do Bible study now. And that was like the longest hour of my <laughs> life. <laughs> because I see a little envelope with my name on it. And that says where I'm going to live uh-huh. you know, for the next year. And I was just staring at it so intently. But, you know, going into it, you really do. I think this is kind of shocking to people. You very much surrender okay. your placement okay. to God. And it's like when you accept being a focused missionary, you give up control of where you're going to live. Boy, that's kind of like being a priest, isn't it? It it really is, yeah. (laughs) Wow. But when I opened the envelope and it said University of Iowa, I was very, very excited. I didn't know much about um, Iowa. My roommate senior year of college was from Davenport, so I had heard about uh, Davenport. He's also a focused missionary. Grant Whitty, if anyone knows. I've heard that name. Yeah. Is that uh, with the Whitty? Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Whitty's is his grandfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Shout, out, okay. shout out to Grant, hopefully. Hey, Grant, um, we hear you. <laughs> Send ice cream. Yeah. No, a pizza. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, so we were roommates. So I had heard about Davenport. I would make fun of Grant for being from Iowa because Colorado, we, you know, we're. Oh, it's you an guys are. State. Yeah, you guys are a little snobby about <laughs> Colorado. Sorry. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. My desire in being a missionary was to bring Christ to those who needed him. And when I opened that envelope and said University of Iowa, I was really excited because my experience was with, I guess, you know, there's not a huge university, but a big university. Like CSU and Iowa are about the same size. Oh, okay. Okay. Right around 30,000. And beyond that, I was involved very heavily in Greek life. I was in a fraternity in college. And I really had a desire to be able to work with Greek students to work with men in fraternities. Oh, okay. So when I opened it and it said University of Iowa, I was very excited. Yeah, they've got Greeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So how do you coordinate? How do you work with the? How do you work with like a Father Belger and with the students and um, organize activities? And are the kids receptive to that? Are they receptive, Focus missionaries? They have they been on fire since we even announced that Focus was coming the next really? year. Really? And again, I don't know where there, there was a small core of them that had heard of Focus at oh, different, okay. you know, from friends okay. of theirs that are at other universities. So they were very excited about that. But when we uh, brought on the, the first uh, 
team of four, uh, they just kind of fell right into place. I mean, it it, oh, uh, it could have been a different experience from 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 your end, but it just started integrating. I mean, uh, what wow. we have at at the Newman Center and what they're capable of doing and going out on campus, uh, we've just seen a, a vast. You know, I was just trying to think what that would have been like for me in college. I mean, I went to a Newman Center at Illinois State University when I was a college student, and all I did was go to college, went to Mass. My roommates thought I was such a weirdo for going to Mass. and But that's all I did. Nobody ever invited me to do anything, even though they had, like, social service activities and that sort of thing. But yeah. I didn't get invited, and so I didn't ask. And I'm thinking, is that what you do? You kind of reach out and say, hey, we want to invite you in? Is that how you... So really the basis of focus and like mm-hmm. the way it works as a program is trying to live out incarnational evangelization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a term, we like to call it the method modeled by the master. Because if we look at the way Jesus came and lived out his ministry while he was with us, um, was he came, he invested deeply in 12 men. Of those 12, he invested very, very deeply in three, Peter, Mm -hmm. James, and John. And then, you know, he ascended into heaven. And he left the the building of the faith and the sharing of him to these, you know, 12 men. Yeah. And that's what we sort of seek to do is, you know, because we can kind of look at the numbers. Okay, there's 33,000 students at the University of Iowa. Our desire as a Newman Center is that all 33,000 of those students would have a meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ, and that relationship would inform them of their identity as beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. Mm -hmm. And then out of that identity, they would want to share that with others. But that's a pretty monumental task, 33,000 people, and there's, you know, four missionaries. We have a priest. We have a director of outreach. So six people Mm -hmm. uh, versus 33,000. It doesn't make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So what we do is we seek to live out a process called spiritual multiplication and we encounter people where they're at. And I think being a first year campus last year, it starts off with the students who are more involved with the students who are more open and more willing, who want to make the Newman center their home and their community. And it just starts with getting to know them. Mm -hmm. So the first like two or three weeks of campus um, starting for the fall, we're kind of running around like uh, chickens with our heads cut off. We're just trying to meet people. We meet a student, get their phone number, set up a time to get lunch with them. Mm-hmm. And it's very much an interpersonal thing. And we start to just walk with them. And then we invite them into Bible study. Our goals for Bible study are to um, create authentic friendship between you know the men in that Bible study or the women in that Bible study. And then to allow that to foster divine intimacy. So do you have like men's and women's Bible study, not like uh, men and women Bible study? or? Yeah, so they are um, they are split up in that way as the focus Bible studies. And really the reason behind that is to just offer vulnerability. You know, there are things that we do all together, but it is there is much that can be said about a men's community or a women's community okay. where you can actually dive in, you know, with your brothers in Christ or with your sisters in Christ and just really be able to mm-hmm. okay. yeah, share the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Wow, and and so uh, how do you see this um, manifesting itself in the student body? Like I said before, the excitement of of the students that are there. What I see, as far as things that I can put uh, numbers to, that that I can try to explain to people who haven't experienced it, 
is that um, we're seeing a lot more students uh, mm -hmm. at the Newman Center. And particularly, we're seeing a lot more guys. Oh, um, wow. And I, I, there's many reasons for that, but I think uh, guys that aren't challenged kind of disappear. And we're walking with them. We're challenging them to, to grow in their faith, and they're responding. Um, our daily masses, again, in, in, the, in my history of the Newman Center, there'd be, I don't know, <clears throat> 15 people from the community and two or three students. Wow. Now, I mean, yesterday there was probably 35 students that are there on a regular basis. For daily mass. For daily mass, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I'm sitting in the confessional a lot longer, <laughs> hearing confessions of students, community members too, but the, the, the change is students that desire to, to, to whatever God wants of them and the sacrament of reconciliation has become a very big part of that. What's playing into that? Is it just the focus missionaries or is no, there more? I, I mean, I give a great deal of credit to the focus missionaries, but it's, it's a culture that we've been trying to foster even before they arrived. Uh -huh. But it's just, it's, it's getting a lot more traction now because okay. they're seeing it modeled in other students. They see it modeled in the missionaries, yeah. but they're seeing students who are now disciples you know, they are doing the same thing, walking with people. And so, you know, the freshmen this year, um, they just assume we've had focused missionaries and that we've had this sense of of missionary zeal the the whole history. Oh, okay. You know, and that's the beauty of a campus community. It turns over every four years. And so we establish this is the new normal, and then we increase it and we establish that as the new normal. And now, so people, I mean, we've had a few transfer students that came in just in January, and they're like, wow, this place is amazing. And they're like, yes, and we want you to be part of it. So it's just, it's becoming more normal to desire a relationship with Christ as a, you know, a, as a, a Catholic who has probably always appreciated the sacraments, but now they understand who is at the other end of the sacrament. I mean, it's just, it's a relationship. Oh, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. So um, how do you, I, I mean, do you get pushback? Do students say, hey, this is this is not who I am? Or, I mean, and, and do you just keep prodding or not? Or do you really go for students who really seem to be genuine in their desire to find Christ in their life or make room for Christ in their life? Um. At the end of the day, we're inviting people into it. Um, we we can we can invite all we want, and they have the free will to say yes or no, and that's how Jesus approaches us too. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we invite. We say like, this is the gospel. You were made for a relationship. Um, your sinfulness breaks that relationship, but Jesus restored it, and you have to respond. Um, and so yeah, it, it's up to it's up to people to respond to the gospel. It's up to people to respond to go to Bible study or to hang out or get lunch with us. But um, we will always be there to ask the question or to to cast the invitation. And there's so much else going on at the Newman Center. So I mean, some people their uh, their expectation of a Catholic student center is that they might get in involved with the choir so we've, oh, got, okay. we've got the newman got singers yeah we've got people who are very much service and social justice minded right. and they want to get involved with working with hope lodge ronald mcdonald house catholic worker house and we've got that okay. and so not all of our students are in direct relationship with, with focus the focus model okay i got it it's I got just it. something that's yeah. it's really feeding a lot of people into the other things that we do as well oh, and drawing from okay. the things that we do so okay. well and that's really the beauty of spiritual multiplication because like what sort of takes off right is kind of like i was describing like we as the missionaries 
invest in let's say 12 people each and then of mm-hmm. that 12 invest deeply in three and then what we desire is to equip those like three that we're really really deeply investing mm-hmm. in to be able to lead their own bible studies mm-hmm. and to be able to mm-hmm. invest in others oh that's cool and that's how it multiplies out and that's how we can reach the entire campus but the beauty is yeah there's students it just it's already grown so much in this one year and it would yeah. be impossible for me to work with all of the men but now the students that i'm able to work with are working with the next generation so of how men. many men do you have that who are engaged in focus ministry act or ministry missionary activities yeah i don't have the like hard number of just men off the top right. of my head but i can think you know myself my teammate drew we both lead bible studies and then there's um i think six student-led men's bible studies yeah um on top of that okay there's yeah two freshman bible studies there's kind of oh, a general great. sophomore bible study we're working on starting a bible study on the football team and then working oh, on great. starting multiple bible studies within fraternity houses um and kind so of just it is well. it's a domino effect then kind yeah. of thing and that goes back to the the, the this the showing of the growth because we've always had bible studies we've uh, okay. and it's usually between two and four okay. bible studies okay. with maybe six to ten people in them okay okay and that has just been magnified over the last wow, two years that so is so cool what do you guys do in your downtime then i mean do you i mean you don't work 24 7 do you being missionaries or is that I mean, Jesus probably worked. For, well, even Jesus needed to take a break. He'd go off to the yeah, other it, side of the lake. It depends on the season a little bit. There are times, yeah. like I said, during like fall outreach where it's like you're kind of just going going all out. But Yeah, being around when people can, people want to be around us. So right. when, they're, when they're free, we that's are there. You, to, what you're, that's what incarnational there. evangelization does. Right. But we are very privileged in a certain sense as it is built into our work week that we have an hour of prayer every day. Okay. We pray a holy hour every day because truthfully we couldn't do Gotta it have without have that. Yeah. Uh, we're able to go to mass every day and, and that's like built into our work schedule. We also have a lot of time just spent like as a team doing fun things like just hanging out, having dinner together, but also team formation and things like that. Oh, that's good. But then it is an interesting dynamic where, yeah, I mean, there are times where we do step away from campus. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, though. It's it's kind of funny as a missionary, your work life and your, you know, just social life are so tied yeah. together. Because yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, ultimately the men I'm working with are my friends. And, like, they oh, are the people great. I'm hanging out with during my downtime it's as well. It's sort of like what happened with you on, on your campuses. And then, so just to wrap it up, so what where do you go from here? Are you down after this academic year? And what, what have your plans for the future oh they can't leave individually or yeah yeah individually (laughs) um i i'm hoping to be a missionary for a while uh i i really i love the work and oh that's awesome i love being here in iowa so um yeah it it's up to the lord (laughs) next year next year i'm pretty locked in but um that's awesome from there i'd like to go to grad school eventually but other than that uh I'd like oh, to be a cool. missionary. <laughs> and what about you, Devin? Yeah, so kind of like we talked about, as missionaries, we commit to two years as uh-huh. missionaries. And then after that, we just sort of discern every year. And uh-huh. some missionaries are, you know, my sister is still on staff with Focus. She's a sixth-year missionary. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't know yet. It's I'm, We're still discerning, and my desire is to just be docile to what it is that Worth God, God. That's uh, awesome. is calling me to. Yeah. Awesome. Any final words from you, Father Jeff, about focus you know it's just uh, i have the best job in the world yeah um i you know i've been a priest for coming up on 17 years 
and uh, working at the at any person I've been to has been phenomenal. So yeah. that's that's the standard. But being at the Newman Center with the energy that's there uh, is helping me grow uh, as priest and as uh, I, I love going to work. Awesome. And it's a good part of it is because of what we're talking about here. Just the the everyone desires a relationship with God. They might yeah. not be able to articulate it, right? But we've got something that they that they need and want, and it's right. just exciting and it's an adventure to to be part of of that and see all the the people that come through our That's doors true. and grow. So thank you so much. It's been a privilege talking with you. I'd love to have another couple of conversations in the future. Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for having us. Okay, thank until you. the next time. Thank you.